This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I am here with Tracy Moody, who is a contributor to Friendly Atheist and the co-moderator of the Friendly Atheist Facebook page. And the reason I really wanted to talk to her is because uh, earlier this month, Ark Encounter opened. And Ark Encounter is Answers in Genesis and Ken Ham's giant Noah's Ark replica. It costs like $100 million. They're getting a huge tax break, about $18 million. Uh, They're eligible for $18 million worth of tax breaks from the state of Kentucky for this thing. And she was there on opening day. And she got to go inside this Ark. And she was there for the protest ahead of the Ark. And I wanted to talk to her and... Uh, get a sense of what was going on there, what she thought about what happened inside, what she saw inside, and uh, what she thinks now that it's been a few weeks since she's been there. So, Tracy, thanks for being with me. Yes, thank you for having me, Hamid. Um, so tell me about uh, what happened the opening day. Because the first thing, to my understanding, is there was a protest held by atheists outside the Ark. Mm-hmm. Well... Months before it actually opened, my boss, Hemet, you, said, Tracy, you should go to this thing. And I was like, really like, oh, God, I really don't want to. Why did I tell Hemet I was on my way up there? (laughs) So going to the Ark was something that we'd already planned. And then the protest kind of later developed. And who's running the protest? The tri-state freethinkers. Okay, so uh, atheist group that's established in the area. They're doing this protest. And I think... One of the criticisms that you might hear from uh, Christian websites, ministries, what have you, is that, what, they have a right to be here? What exactly are they protesting? Because there's no, at least in the creationist eyes, there's no violation taking place here. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's, that's one of the big criticisms I saw was that from other atheists or people who just weren't necessarily involved in the fight either way, just people who are saying, why, why do you guys even bother them? Just let them believe the way they want to. Well, the big reason that the protest was taking place was because of the tax the tax breaks they were getting. So not only the up to $18 million in the sales tax incentives, but also the up to $62 million on the tax increment financing they're getting on their future property taxes. So, so 75% of their property taxes is going back to paying off the ARC. So, so there's, let me go back for a second. This $18 million, if I have this right, basically they spent whatever money they spent on the ARC, but the state of Kentucky says if you, uh, the tourism aspect of the state of Kentucky, their tourism board says, if you can bring in certain, you know, attendance numbers, a portion of the tickets, uh, ticket sales we will give back to you because you're bringing people to Kentucky and that's a good thing. Uh, And you are eligible for up to $18 million back if you can bring in, you know, a certain number of people. Is that generally? But that's also based on Ark Encounter's own projections for their their own marketing projections, which is like to say that they might have 2 million people a year, but the state's projections were saying up to 400,000. So there's no way they would get anywhere near this 18 million because they had inflated projections anyway. Okay. So they're not going to get 18 million people and 18 million dollars because they're overshooting the mark on their end. Oh yeah. But it is still a concern because basically the state of Kentucky was saying, yeah, we'll give you money back for people who come to your Christian ministry. And the taxpayers are basically giving you this money back. And the the big thing is that it, he, normally I would say, yeah, you have a point. This is bringing in more tourism, it's bringing more tax dollars, and that does make sense. However, this is not an area in the city. This is kind of a town in the middle of nowhere where it has really low uh, income, low employment rates. There's nothing in this city. They're just kind of putting this tourist attraction in the middle of it, and they want to build the city up around it. So they're they're like putting a strain on the infrastructure of the city and the school systems and the fire department and all of these things. So normally that tax money would go into the community and help pay for the things around it that the ARC encounter is bringing in. However, if most of this money is going back into the ARC, it's kind of depleting what the the resources that the surrounding city needs. And I know this is a 
difficult thing to explain, but can you try to boil down this tax increment financing thing you were talking about, 62 some million dollars? So it's going to be on the taxes, the property taxes they pay for the lot of land they have and what's on it. 75% of what would normally go back into the community from their property taxes that would normally go back into the school systems, et cetera, that 75% of that is going back into paying off the bond debt that the ARC encounter has. And it's not going back into the city. Right. And in addition to that, 2% of every employee's paycheck is also going, is also part of this TIF agreement, is also going into paying back the ARC. So every employee that works there, for every $100 they make on their paycheck, $2 of that goes back to paying for the place that they work. So... And on top of that, too, remember that one of the other issues people had with Ark Encounter is that they said, we are bringing jobs to this area. But the truth is, if you want a job at Ark Encounter, even if it's like working the concession stand, you have to sign a contract that says you agree with their creationist, uh, anti-gay way of thinking. Yeah, no sex before marriage. That's one that nobody's going to not have sex before marriage, right? (laughs) They're all going to say whatever they have to say, maybe. But basically, they have to sign the statement of faith. So it's not even, yeah, we're bringing jobs to the city. They never, they have to specify. No, we're only bringing jobs in for the very specific type of Christian who agrees with us. But it's worse than that. They lied about it all along. As long as they've been planning this thing, they've been saying, if you're if you're of working age, just apply. We're not discriminating. Actually, Mike Zovath, the the manager of Answers in Genesis, actually said it would be illegal for us to discri- discriminate in hiring. He said this in a town hall meeting. There's record of it. And we can post a link to that uh, in the show notes. But yeah, so they've been... Uh, either they knew what they were doing and they were lying about it or they were being, you know, really coy about how they phrased these things irresponsibly. But anyway, so that's kind of what people were protesting. It wasn't just, oh, there's an arc here. No, it was all this money that they lied about, where it was coming from, where it's going, uh, how they're paying for this giant thing. Um, And on top of that, too, are they also protesting the science of this whole thing? Well, sure. I mean, but even since the protest has happened, we know even further that Ken Ham is trying to lure in public schools. So talk about that for a second. How is he going to how is he trying to lure in public schools to this thing? He's made an announcement that, first of all, tickets are outrageous. It's forty dollars for an adult. I'm not sure how much it is for children, but he's offering for one dollar per child if a public school wants to bring a field trip to the ark. One dollar really convenient for public schools to plan field trips. And his argument, I think, is basically, what, this is an educational place, so of course you should come here, and it's unconstitutional for you to say you can't come here, because why? You're discriminating against Christians, apparently. And the church-state separation argument is, you can't go to a Christian ministry on a field trip. That's very different from, you know, a comparative religions class where you might visit a church and a mosque and a synagogue. That's not what this is. This is a straight up, we're proselytizing, we want to brainwash you. That's not what public schools should be doing on their field trips. Yeah. And actually, all of the exhibits inside are not only saying, hey, this is how we believe things were. They're saying, here's the secular worldview of things. And here's how this is wrong and here's how our way is right. So it's not only just trying to indoctrinate you, it's trying to undo what these children already know in their secular (laughs) educations. So it's a field trip that says everything you're learning in school is wrong. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So that, that is a battle that is still being waged. I believe uh, freedom from religion foundation sent a letter to like every school district in Kentucky ahead of time saying, Hey, this Ark encounter thing opened. You can't go there on a field trip and Answers in Genesis sent out a thing said, yes, you can. By the way, it's a dollar per kid and like teachers are free if you want to plan something. So I no, can't wait to see if it happens. I know someone may take them up on it. And if they do, there could be uh, grounds for a lawsuit from church day separation groups saying this is proselytizing. And if that happens, by the way, and if the church day separation groups win or there's a settlement, these school districts could stand to lose way more money than had they just paid full price for that. I almost, I almost just kind of wish it would happen just so we could set an example really early on and just drop it. Yeah, and just settle this once and for all. Yes. Yeah. It's also strange just to think about 
how kids would go on that field trip. That just sounds like a horrible. <laughs> no, a horrible I know. Day. No, it's very drab. It's very boring. It would not be fun <laughs> for children in any way. Okay, so let's. Uh, we'll go into the Ark Encounter in a second. But uh, how was that protest? Do you think it was effective? Were people listening? Well, okay. So the protest was supposed to be the protesters making an exhibit for the cars that were backed up off of the the off ramp. Because there's a the ramp highway. you got to take from the highway to get to Ark Encounter, and you guys yeah, were there's a light there. at so the ramp. The area, the little area that the protesters reserved. Oh, actually, they didn't even have to get a permit just because it's public land. Uh, we were lined up there with signs to face the cars that were stopped at the stoplight, but there were only a couple cars at any given time, if any at all. So it kind of turned more into this situation where because Eric Hoven was there with his crew, the creationist Eric Hoven. Yeah. And uh, it, we were just kind of bickering back and forth because his group was there and our group was there. So it wasn't really a protest for anybody to see outside of what was just <laughs> happening on that little plot of land. But it was a lot of fun, actually. I always enjoy Eric Hoven. I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, he's terrible. But I think he's really nice and he's really fun. And I completely disagree with him. But um, <laughs> I at like, least enjoy getting chummy with him sometimes. He's like Ray Comfort. He's He'll talk to you. He'll have a real conversation with you. And you know where he stands on the issue. He knows where you stand. Yeah. And he enjoys debating it. I admit he's he's given me a hug and, and I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So you have this protest that was supposed to stop people or at least give them pause before they visit Ark Encounter and okay. Here's so, the beauty of it. Yeah. There was news all over the place. There's NPR, all the local news stations, there might've been some national news. They were just all over interviewing all of the atheists. So it was kind of the big story of the day was, Hey, the atheists are here to protest. And we got to say our piece about why we're protesting, <laughs> which is, so that, that was beautiful. <laughs> so a hundred million dollar arc opens. This is opening day. And the news media is also giving coverage to the, how many people were there? At the protest? Yeah, atheists. Uh, maybe about 100. Okay, so news media is giving uh, attention to like the 100 people who are there to say, don't don't go there. Don't, yeah. don't bother. Don't waste your money, which is amazing. That's an effective protest then. Uh, if you're getting any media attention for what you're doing, I mean, that that's it. Okay, so the protest ends and... Oh, one more thing I oh, need to say yeah. about the protest. So apparently the uh, people who are supposed to deliver the porta-potties on the way to dis... The dispatch guy on the way to deliver the porta potties had talked to Jim Heldon. He's the head of the Tri-State Freethinkers. He's the one who ordered them. They had already signed a contract with these people and paid them. Because the porta potty guy says, "Oh, yeah. this is for the protest," and then they never delivered the the porta johns. They so found we didn't have, out <laughs> didn't have toilets. They found out why you were there, and then they said, yeah. "Oh yeah, forget the contract. We're not giving them to you." Yeah. So that's if you want to know how this town leans. <laughs> <laughs> And what do they expect you all to do? How do you, someone's got to pee, 100 people yeah. in that heat? We were just taking little car, the, there was a car that was kind of just taking people back and forth to the gas station. Oh my God. Where there happened to be Porta Johns from the company that denied us. Yeah. <laughs> so they were all getting their photos with the Porta Johns. <laughs> That's horrible and kind of funny at the same time. Um, okay, so the protest ends. Everyone needs to take a shit. Or something. <laughs> and now, I mean, how many people ended up like you're done with the protest? How many people go home versus how many people say, OK, I want to check out this arc? Well, I, did, I didn't stay for the end of the protest. I had plans because, you know, I was thinking Ken Ham might be right about the turnout being rather large. Yeah. So I had I actually had plans to be there as early as 7 a.m. because it was opening at 9 and I didn't want to have to wait in lines and all that jazz. So I was going to go there at 7 a.m. However, the night before, um, something was weird was happening with my car. I thought the clutch was going out. So I rode with the Bill Nye film crew. Because they were filming Bill Nye's documentary. Yes, that's correct. And we were staying together because um, I, I work with them sometimes. Okay. So... I decided to ride with them instead and they weren't going in till 10. So I was like, oh, well, screw it. And I, I was, I'm so glad I did not follow my original plan to get there at 7 a.m. because there was nobody. So when I got there at 10 o'clock, I decided not to even go into the arc right away because there was, there was nobody in the parking lot. You so didn't I was like, have oh, to wait in line. I'll just protest for a while. So we protested <laughs> until noon. So we were there for like two hours. We left before the majority of the crowd left. Eric Hoven actually was just offering to take any atheist who wanted to tour the Ark, he was offering to pay for their entry. I don't know where he gets all his money, but $40 a pop. Wow. <laughs> Christian. So la man. later, some atheists did end up taking a tour with them. I was way ahead of, of that group, though. I We headed in there about noon, and the um, the film guys dropped me off at the, the regular people's entrance. <laughs> and uh, 
It was just like they pulled straight up to the the parking, the first lane of of, uh, cars. There was just like very few cars there comparative to the size of the parking lot. And uh, I walked into kind of this like they have this corral area. It kind of looks like a, a barn and there was nobody in there. there. They had like all these these rows for lines to build. Like, like a giant amusement park. It was like a giant barn with like metal rails for lines. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah, it was almost like you were about to get on a roller coaster right, or right. something. But there was nobody there. <laughs> so I just walked in. I just walked straight up to one of the like probably a dozen ticket counters with people standing in it doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I just walked up and I gave them my ticket and uh Everybody there was super, super nice. Almost kind of like they're on something nice. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, by the fine. way, that's I forgot to mention, I don't want to, uh, before we continue, I should mention that two days before opening day, they actually had Ark Encounter actually said, we're going to open for press. Uh, so if any news media wants to check out Ark Encounter before the public gets to see it, so you can write your stories, hype it up. Uh, come on down two days before the arc opens. I applied for a media pass for Friendly Atheist. They rejected us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I told them, like, no, seriously, like, I, I work with this bigger company, Patheos. Like, let me in. This is big publicity as much as any of these other uh, media people you're getting. Uh, and it's not like they're only saying yes to friendly, you know, people. They're saying yes to secular media. And uh, yeah, no luck. They wouldn't let us in. So what do they say? Alternate? No, uh, we're not dealing with alternative media. Or something. Yeah, we don't do blogs or something. Everybody like has. That. A, everybody's exactly. on the internet, though. Right. Like you I said, reach. we have more reach than some of the local media that they let in. So I don't really buy that argument. But whatever. Um, okay. So we know why they didn't give us one. I I'd like to think I do. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, you get in the park. Oh, okay. So, well, I boarded the bus, you know, there still was like very few people around. I waited until they, they filled up probably half a dozen people on this bus. And then it's just kind of this really long, I guess it's a mile long trail that goes all the way down to the Ark. And, uh, you you get off and they drop you off right in front of this row of about a dozen porta potties. It was very unsightly. (laughs) (laughs) Everything was unsightly. It was very strange. Behind the porta potties, there was construction fencing with like that, (laughs) that brown mesh up around it so you couldn't see behind it, but still like it looked like shit. It looked like construction fencing. And then I I expected like there'd be some crowd or something that I could follow to get into the arc. But as I was approaching the arc, I really didn't know like where, where do I go? But the entrance, so I thought was actually the exit was the most inviting looking place. It was the closest to me. And I saw some people going in and out of the doors. So I walked in that way and I was immediately in the gift shop. It's very (laughs) dark too. Very dark gift shop. Very weird. And I just started walking and I couldn't find anybody to ask where to go. So I just started walking up this ramp and I felt like I was swimming upstream. You know, people were coming out, but I was like, I don't see where else to go. So I just kept going until I was on the second level of the arc, finally just wandering around going, who do I ask? (laughs) So I went back the other way, went back down the ramps, probably 15 minutes up there. And finally, there was a guy who was watching people leave. And I asked him, um, how do I get in? He's like, oh, you just came out the wrong way or you, you went up the wrong way. You need to go out of the arc and go all the way to the other side. So basically, you got there, went through the exit. They didn't even stop me. They didn't stop you. And it wasn't like you were trying to like sneak in through the back entrance or something. You just... No. You but it would be really easy to it sneak be, in, though, right. if you wanted to. It wasn't very clear where even the entrance was, and you got dropped no. off <laughs> by the yes, shuttle. Yes, that's the thing. It's like nobody, any, everybody who got off the bus, none of them knew where to go. Actually, okay, so as soon as I got off the bus, let me back up a little bit. There was this guy who just immediately sort of adopted me. He obviously worked there. He had like one of those lanyards on, and uh, he's like, thanks for coming. I'm so glad you're here today. You know, like Customer just a little service, bit good. weird, happy, weird. <laughs> that's fine. And he was walking alongside me. He's actually a rather attractive young man. And he he wa- he asked me if I wanted my photo taken in front of the arc. I was asking him questions about the arc because I noticed that it was discolored. The the paneling on it was like very faded looking in different places. So I was asking him like, what kind of wood is the paneling made out of? Is it all going to weather the same? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. I should look into these things. I don't okay. know. He he took a picture of me in front of the arc, which is that the photo, one of my cover photos for one of my articles I wrote that day where I'm jumping. Okay. And I was already feeling a little bit nervous that somebody was going to recognize me because because Ken Ham knows what I look like. I've met him before. A little backstory here. I met him back in November and 
all of his people know about an article I wrote. It's no secret around there who I am. So I was afraid they would recognize me and they wouldn't let me in. And we were, and we were actually kind of afraid of this the day before when I was at the Creation Museum. We didn't want to say we would be at the Ark the next day because we were afraid they would stop us from coming in. Okay. Well, this guy said to me as I was walking alongside him, you know, you look really familiar. Uh-oh. And I was like, uh, n- no, I don't. <laughs> and I started getting kind of sweaty. And he goes, yeah, you look like, he goes, oh, you know who you look like? I go, no, who? And I was like, oh my God, I'm about to get busted. He goes, you look like that girl from God's Not Dead. Oh my God. <laughs> and I just started laughing. And if you, if you don't know, the girl from God's Not Dead actually does kind of look like me. She has long red hair. She's a vegetarian. She's super snarky and bitchy. She's an atheist and she's a blogger. <laughs> In the movie, God's Not Dead. So yeah. you look like a character she's, from a Christian movie. That's what he's mistaking you Tracy for. Tracy Moody straw man in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you, Kevin Sorbo. I've got my own character. Okay. So he was, he said that and I just busted out laughing. Like I was immediately relieved and also kind of flattered that I look like this actress. It was very funny. <laughs> So when I finally got into the ark, after I went up the wrong way and then I went all the way back around, there was this other guy who was just, he worked there, he had a hard hat on and he was very friendly, like just asking me where I'm from. And I think, you know, I'm getting the clue that this is just like a really like a kind of a Christian thing, like just. What, the super niceness? (laughs) But I'm also a northerner, so (laughs) (laughs) I'm used to people kind of dropping doors in your face. Because they're like, they're like church greeters. You have to be very nice when people enter the church. You want them to be, feel welcome. And to come back. Yes. And to give some money. (laughs) Well, when I finally went in the right end, you know, I posted that picture. There's, there's nobody in line at all. It's like the queued line where they pause people so that they don't have a huge group going in at once. You took video of this, right? Yes, and there's a video. video. I'm showing a 360 of, of the whole entrance area. And there's no, there's and like, it's like noon. It's like one o'clock or something. 1 p.m. That's right. It should, it should be, be packed, packed by this point. And it's, this is what, this is when Ken Ham actually predicted, oh yeah, the crowd's really going to pick up around noon, just like the Creation Museum did on their opening day, he said. When the Creation Museum opened, you know, several years ago, a similar thing happened where atheists had a protest outside the Creation Museum, kind of the same thing you were talking about, uh, not even so much for the money, but uh, the protest was about this isn't a museum and this sure as hell isn't science. And we wanted to make sure people knew that if they were visiting Creation Museum. And I was there for that protest and I visited Creation Museum like right afterwards as well because I wanted to know, well, okay, I'm here. I might as well see what's inside of it. Um, so I, and there's some value to that too. So I, I think I, I like the fact that you actually went in there to see what it was. Cause you know, you don't have to, even though I kind of well, actually to did have to, cause you told me to, <laughs> I, I want, well, I, that's what I'm saying. Like you don't have to go in there, but I really, it's valuable to know what's in there. No, I was curious, you yeah. know, after, you know, the last few years of watching this develop, I was, I was curious. Yeah. So, okay. You finally get inside the right yes. way. Yes. Just like at the Creation Museum, they have this area where you get your photo taken and they it's like a green screen. They they superimpose, you know, for the, the gift shop photos, they superimpose the arc behind you. Okay. So I stepped up to get my photo done and uh, the lady was like, oh, confused because I was alone. What is this? Like she's, she doesn't have her <laughs> husband, her bearded husband and her children, like five children. <laughs> so I stepped up there to get my picture done and... She was about to take my photo, but I noticed that there was another employee standing to her right side and there was a security guard and the security guards there look just like cops. They, they're like legit with their like badge, like that says Ark Encounter and they have drug, drug dogs or I don't even know. What do these dogs sniff out? Are they looking for drugs or bombs? I don't know. Atheist. There was a German shepherd. No, it was a, it was a golden retriever. And I, so I saw them talking and they were staring directly at me. And so I started getting nervous again, like, oh, for sure the security guard has been shown a photo of me to say to kick me out. I was nervous. And then the security guard guy goes, hold on, hold on. Stop the lady from taking my photo. I was like, okay. So I flipped my phone open to the camera because I was going to take a video of this guy throwing me out for friendly atheist. Of course. But then he just comes up. He goes, are you alone? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) He's like, well, uh, can my dog take a picture with you? And I was like, (laughs) <laughs> okay. Do you want to take a photo with me too? Cause I thought that'd be really good. He's like, no, just my dog. And he sat his dog down like his, the dogs that you're not allowed to pet. Cause I actually asked, I was like, can I pet your dog? He goes, I'd rather you not. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he takes the leash off of her and he goes and stands by the woman who takes our picture. Is this and his was, way of being super nice to you? 
Isn't it weird? I, I, I still think they were putting me on. Like, I still <laughs> think they knew who I was and they were messing with me. So after this happened, the lady took a couple of pictures. The security guard walked back over to by the door where I was about to walk in and he stopped me again. And I was like, okay, this is it. This is it. Now he's going to kick me out now that he's had his fun with me. And he said, so are you really here alone? And I was like, yeah, I usually do things alone. I'm single and I eat out alone and I'm fine <laughs> with that. Why is this a problem for everybody? <laughs> and so he said, oh, it's just unusual. I mean, you couldn't find anybody to come with you. And I was like, well, no, not really, because, you know, everybody that I know, they have other things to do. <laughs> On a random <laughs> <Which> Thursday <laughs> when this thing opens. And then so he just kept chit-chatting with me. And then finally I was like, OK, well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go and take the tour now. Thanks. Somehow I saw this guy on every floor. There are four more. There are four floors in this thing, I believe. And every floor he was on when I would get up there. And he and he waved at me and goes, hi, are you having fun? So he's either yeah. really welcoming or really creepy. Um, no, he like I, I believe that he was actually just being really nice. OK. He wasn't creeping me out at all, but it's really hard to creep me out. Okay. That's a challenge. <laughs> so what did you actually see in the museum now? Oh, I w when I first walked in, it was very bizarre. They had all of these little crates, like stacks and stacks of them, probably a few hundred of these little crates, but you couldn't see inside of them. And they had noise boxes in them and they were making like clucking noises and bird noises and like just the small, like noises small animals would make, so but you couldn't see them. So I'm imagining they're saying these things are in these crates on the ark, but they don't have any sunlight. They're just in these like enclosed <laughs> wooden boxes. Do not really sure what the plan was there. I know I there are no real animals in there, but things. do they even have air holes? I don't think so. <laughs> so this part of this is on one of my videos. It was right when you walk in. Okay. I don't know. It was eerie. Well, that was the majority of like the first floor was just kind of these weird boxes that were making noises. <laughs> Everything was very brown and dark. And then I got to some cages where there were some small dinosaurs of and course. That, that was pretty much the, the whole first floor was just like a few cages with animals in them. I and love how I, you're just glossing over the fact that there are dinosaurs on the ark. Like <laughs> that's not a weird I don't know. thing. Isn't it kind of weird that this is de <laughs> that I've desensitized to the dinosaurs in the ark by now? We've, yeah, yeah, we've read too much about Ken Ham that this is no longer <laughs> strange. <laughs> nope, they were dinosaurs on the ark. That's how reality works. Yeah, it's just so far fetched that like. You know, like it's easy to watch a fantasy movie and dismiss things that completely defy reality. But when you watch a movie that's for the most part real, it's easy to point out the things that are out of place. So that would never happen. That's not real. That's kind of how this is. It's just so far fetched that nothing about it shocks me. It's like Donald Trump saying something, you know, ridiculous. At this point, we've heard it so many times that nothing stands out, even though everything should stand out. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly how the arc is. It's just, whoo, just take the pill and go for the ride. Is there so, anything you, yeah, keep going. So uh, going up to the second floor, uh, that was where, you know, they had the, the slightly bigger animals in cages and they had more exhibits. They have these different exhibits you kind of step into. It talks about different parts of the Bible and, the, you know, like Ice Age and rainbows and different things like that. They're just kind of these little cubbies in, in the where the animal cages should be. There were actually very few animals. I was, I was really expecting ask, yeah. there to be. Are that's these, the point of this thing, right? right. Is to show us that th this is how this works. This thing's enormous. And this is, you know, now you can believe that all these animals fit. Because look how big this thing is. We got all the animals in the ark. No, there were very few animals on it. The most, most of the cages were areas were reserved for exhibits. And I can and, understand, like, it's going to cost an arm and a leg, even for them, to have certain animals that you got to feed and maintain and look out for constantly. So it's, it's easier to say we're, not, we're just not going to have them here. But mm -hmm. it is, you're right, it is kind of weird that the whole point of this arc is to show this could have happened and this is how it happened. Uh, but we're not actually going to do it because, you know, we can't. It would No, forget it. That's a little strange. Yeah, and now that I'm thinking about it, there are a lot of things they left off. Like, where did they store all this food? I mean, they, had, they did have an area where they were growing the vegetables, but it was a really small area, and there's no way all of those animals ate just vegetables. What? Right, oh I God, saw a picture of, like, start sacks. thinking about it. This is what happens when you let your mind go. <laughs> <laughs> I did see pictures where they had, like, a, a storage wall of sacks of food or oats or something. But you're right, not all these animals are eating the same thing for however long they're on the ark. 
Yeah, another thing is like some of the the animals were small, like small baby dinosaurs. Of course. But they didn't have their parents take care of them. You think they're probably going to grow quite a bit in a year or two. There's <laughs> so much about it just would never work. It's not even worth picking that part, that, that much of it apart. You're not supposed to think too hard. There was a sign in the arc that said something, I'm paraphrasing here, that uh, if you can convince people the arc isn't real, uh, then basically they're not going to believe anything in yeah, the Bible. Yeah, you can convince them heaven and hell are not real. Right, which is like, yep, that's kind yeah. of the point. <laughs> yeah, so it's just basically like, okay, so we need you guys to stay scared. Right. There was so a- keep, keep believing this bullshit because it's going to keep you scared and then, you know, you'll be submitting. Uh, tell me if I'm um, right here. There was I heard that there was an exhibit on the Ark that basically says, here's the way secular culture depicts the Ark in order to like uh, tell you it's not real. So for example, all those pictures you see of like the a cartoony version of the ark with animals mm-hmm. teeming off of the edges and like they're all big and smiling. Like that's <laughs> Ken Ham hates that because in his mind that's not what the ark was. That's your cartoony little kid version of the ark <laughs> and that is a reason people don't believe in it. So they had this whole series of here's what the secular culture thinks the ark was like and the rest of the ark is all about like no, this is how it happened, but it's a whole room dedicated to how the rest of us see the ark. And ironically, that's probably the room that the kids had the most fun in. <laughs> Why is that? Just because it was the most colorful and there were like happy characters. It wasn't all like <laughs> death <laughs> and, and, and brown and, stuff. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but it was but it was really silly, though, because the sign said uh, Noah's Ark fairy tales or something like that. Ark fairy tales. Like, yeah, OK, we all agree finally. <laughs> but, yeah. It's the one part for atheists in the ark. Yes. <laughs> Did you get a sense as you're walking through this arc, are the people around you saying like, this is bullshit? Or are they saying, wow, this is how Noah did it? Uh, well, it was really easy to pick out the people who were definitely religious. And mm-hmm. those were the people who, there were so many bonnets and dresses. Oh, no. <laughs> but I do suspect there were a lot of atheists. I wasn't really sure. tuning into a lot of people because I was doing the FaceTime or Facebook Live for Friendly Atheists. Pretty much the whole time I was in there, I was looking for opportunities to take photos and stuff. So I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention to my surroundings. But the people with the bonnets and the beards were definitely standing out to me. But I did see some atheist friends inside. Do you think the people with the bonnets and or just, you know, in general, the people who were Christians who were there to see the ark genuinely, not there to like hate, go through it. Um, do you think they accepted everything that was in there? Were, I mean, that's the question. Were they looking at this saying, oh, this is amazing? Or are they saying like, eh, you know, we're Christian, but no, this is bullshit. I think they were there to to uh, get their confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. I think they were just looking for some some comfort, right? And they found it? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, this is an ethical question we had with the Creation Museum too, which is that, do atheists who visit there, because you, again, you want to know what your opposition is saying and thinking. Do you have an obligation if you see a kid next to you and the, the kid's parent and they're saying, this is how Noah built the ark or this is how God created this creature in like one day. Do you have an obligation to say, no, stop listening, kid. Your mom's wrong. This museum's wrong. Ken Ham is wrong. Or do you back off because it's none of your business to, to interrupt their little museum visit here? I wonder how many atheists visiting Ark Encounter were like, just they wanted to scream at some of these families. Well, you should have seen me with Dave Silverman the day before in the Creation Museum. So you guys visited, uh, you and the American Atheist President, Dave Silverman, you guys visited the Creation Museum the day before. Yeah. And I'm sure he was livid going through this. Oh, he was so depressed. I actually did a (laughs) a Facebook Live with him at one point where he was just like, his eyes were as big around his quarters. And he was just, (laughs) I feel so bad for the kids. It just makes me want to go back to work immediately. Like, I need to get back to the office. Yeah. (laughs) And he was saying it loud enough that anybody who wanted to <laughs> overhear him could. I don't think he's capable of doing a whisper. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but is this thing, but he wants this thing to like change minds. I really Ken doubt. Ham does. Yeah, I really doubt. Like, does he assume that atheists are going to go here and be like, actually this, yeah, I'm going to look into this Bible thing. <laughs> I, I just don't see it happening. I only see it being a confirmation bias tool. And this is, this is a big question that I have because... Uh, Say what you will about Ken Ham and his ministry. They spent a ton of money or they invested a ton of their time. How long was this project being developed? Like 10 years? More than that, maybe. Oh, 
maybe 20, like they had a dream of it way back when, <laughs> and they've been working to that end. But, I mean, how do you know if something like this is successful? Is it that you hear Christians going and saying, yeah, all right, I still believe the Bible, or now I just have more confirmation of it? Or, you know, if atheists go in there and they never say, yeah, I, I guess I believe this. If none of them say that, was, the, was this successful? Oh, I, would, I do remember Ken Ham saying at one point, if one person's mind changed, the whole thing was worth it. $100 million. $100 million mind. Yeah. yeah. And, and But how do you know that person's mind is going to be changed to his satisfaction? Because it's not just enough that you're a Christian. You have mm. to be as thorough as him in your beliefs. You have to be a certain kind of Christian for him. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not even going to get a job there. Yeah. <laughs> was there anything else that you saw in the arc? Okay, we get a sense that there was a lot of stories in here that are just un literally unbelievable. Was there anything you saw in there where you're like, well, I didn't expect to see this in here? Yeah, the poop the poop removal system. <laughs> they had a poop removal system exhibit. <laughs> Everybody was asking me this on the Facebook Live. They were saying, How do they get rid of the the shit? <laughs> <laughs> that is <laughs> a natural I question. And I actually came across the waste removal exhibit. So they have this pulley system that on the very bottom, <laughs> there's a very large four-legged mammal and it's, it's walking on a sort of a treadmill and it's turning this, this pulley and there's a guy shoveling shit onto the pulley and the pulley is dumping the shit. It's like taking the shit all the way to the top of the arc, dumping it into this giant vat of water that keeps getting flushed out and then fresh water would come back in. Why didn't they actually build this on the Ark, though? They're saying, like, this is probably how it happened. Like, why didn't they accommodate that in the Ark? <laughs> and that's how you so, go to the bathroom in the I Ark? I would have loved to fucking see this thing in action. <laughs> that would have been great. And it, was, and it would have been built by that same porta potty system place, those people. It's just so far-fetched. And especially since most of the Ark was... The, the Ark that he built was made of steel and had insulation and stuff like that. Like, how did this Ark back then support all of this water coming in through the center and flushing out? It was only wood. And they had iron at the time. They didn't even have steel. <laughs> it's a very even... complicated pulley system that there's no way Noah and his sons built that in sort of thing. Yeah, and he had explanations for other things, too. I actually didn't stick around to read every single exhibit, but he explained how they had lighting and how they uh, had air circulation because they only had one window on the Ark. And no internet they, either. And they were <laughs> and they were growing vegetables. So how are you gonna grow vegetables <laughs> without any natural light or air? Just so much about it was just just so far gone. It was just silly. But I did see I did actually see Ken Ham on the top floor. The man that, exists. He was interviewing people and I got really excited. So I flipped open open the phone and did the Facebook live and he was he was talking to people going one by one turning to people and then he gets to me and is he like looked in my face and sort of turned around really fast like it looked like just chills <laughs> i don't know why i wouldn't have, i wouldn't have embarrassed him you know if anything i would have been like good job dude <laughs> yeah you did it this is your dream congratulations <laughs> yeah i was really sad that he blew me off like that <laughs> I don't know. What do I expect? So I go through this whole arc. You know, I did, I did all the exhibit. You know, I strolled through the whole thing. When I was leaving, I walked out through the gift shop. The guy, the security guy who's been haunting me on every floor, he was there when I, when I was leaving. Of course he was. And he stopped me again. And so I, was, I, I leaned up against a pillar and I was looking at my phone and he walks up to me. He's like, so did you have a good time? And I'm really thinking this guy's flirting with me at this point. And it makes, <laughs> it makes sense to me why I felt like three of the people that were working there were flirting with me because I'm a woman and I'm alone. And imagine how hard it is to find another creationist wife, like a single <laughs> woman who believes in all of this. So they just saw me. It was like fresh meat. That's what I, that was. That's my hypothesis. It's the one thing that they all wanted well, to marry me. <laughs> it's the one thing Ark Encounter and every atheist conference has in common. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> but they signed this declaration that said that they won't be having sex until they're married, so they need to get a <laughs> wife. Dudes need to get laid up in this ark. <laughs> That's a separate part of the room. That's a different room in the ark. That's the part they didn't show you in the exhibit. So oh, I was talking to this guy and he's he said, Did you get did you get your photo? And I was like, oh, no, you know, I saw the line in the gift shop and it was insane. I wasn't going to stand in that line just to see the photo. I'm certainly not going to buy the photo. And he goes, oh, OK, well, I hope you don't think this is weird. But if you weren't going to get it, I was going to get it. Oh I was God. like, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> going to buy He's your like, picture? Oh, I just wanted a picture of my dog with you. And I was like, 
Okay, I tried to act like it wasn't. It's like the creationist weird. equivalent of leaving your shit at a girl's place if you're seeing her, so that you're guaranteed another date. It was something. a trap. It was a yeah, trap. It was. <laughs> Well, I said, you know, I tried to play it cool. I was like, oh, well, they, you know, they print those things off, but if you don't buy them, they just throw them in the trash. Right. So maybe you could just dig it out of the trash later. That is so creepy. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then so uh, I just, he was just not going away. So I was like, so hi, what's your name? <laughs> and he goes, my name's Adam. And so I shook his hand and I said, my name's Tracy, but you know, I will ever, for, I will ever be so mad at myself for not saying my name is Eve. I mean, that was a perfect opportunity <laughs> to like flip this guy's shit. You know, I could have been like, hi, my name's Eve. Uh, so then I told him that I was going to head down to the, the petting zoo. And he was they just have a like, petting zoo for the ark. He said, uh, yeah, there's a petting zoo. They have, they have real live animals down there. Dinosaurs. I wouldn't be surprised. They fucking put a horn on a goat or something oh, goats goats have horns excuse me i'm not i get the idea i'm not biology literate okay that's all right neither is <laughs> so anyone there he told me don't bother with the petting zoo he's like oh it's not really that great i was like wow <laughs> who is this guy i like this guy They're yeah not- you gotta wonder these people can't seriously be younger all young earth creationists they wouldn't be able to find that many people in that small of an area especially like such a sparsely populated area to find enough, enough people to populate this. So you think thing. there are a bunch of people just signing that contract, lying their ass off because they want the job? Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. I, I, I could accommodate that. I, you know, I could remove the guilt of lying about that because they lied in order to build the place. Hey, so I would just be like, oh, this is the justification I'm giving. Teachers at Catholic schools do it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I do, I do know a few. Yeah. So, so, yeah, go ahead. The arc was very underdone, especially when I walked around the back. So I did end up walking over to the petting zoo. There were not very many animals there. Most of the pens were, were empty. But when I was on the backside of the arc, that was when I really saw like, holy shit, this place is not ready at all. They didn't have all the siding up. They just had like this sheeting over where the siding should be that to try to make it look like it was done. They just had more industrial fencing and, sta- and pallets stacked up of the siding and they were like porta johns and like lots of cranes you know the cranes the ones we've all been talking about they're all parked out back right now mm-hmm. and everywhere there was just piles of dirt and mud and rocks there there was like no grass anywhere and they had this event a couple days earlier the vip press event and they still had all of the chairs and tents out for that but it had rained so all of these chairs were just sitting in these in like these pools of mud it's like pig pens everywhere so it really doesn't look ready for opening day. I mean, I understand a big place opening and not being a hundred percent ready. So they still have some construction, you know, ready to, uh, still in the process, but it doesn't look like they really planned for opening day as well as they should have. No, not at all. Okay. Um, it's been a few weeks now since Ark Encounter opened. Is there anything that's changed in the interim in the sense that like, you know, I saw this, this is my first reaction, but I think I've changed my mind on that since then. Well, it's it's hard to know what's really going on with the ARC now because we can't rely on Ken Ham to give us reliable projections or, re- I'm sorry, reliable attendance records because when he was trying to compare the atheist protest to the crowds he had on opening day, he was actually using photos from two days before, which was the VIP press day he showed the vip press day and said look at all these people at the ark and it's like none of them paid yeah (laughs) there was something like four thousand maybe i don't even maybe even more than that there two days before and they were all people who were invited to be there so none of those people were paying guests so he was comparing that saying look we had all these people and the the pathetic little atheist protest only had maybe a hundred people so he was comparing these two images side by side to say he he won yeah. So it's hard to trust because right now he he's feeling the heat from us because we've pointed out that projection or that attendance was really low. So now he keeps think- like he's doubling down. If you've looked at his Twitter feed the last <laughs> week, all he's doing is posting photos and videos. Like every time they see a, a crowd of people come in, they just run out there with their cameras. And they're like, look, we've got all these people here. So he's like doubling down on trying to present this as being something that's really I popular think, right now. But I, I think just we don't ran the numbers. Him. They said we are expecting two million people in the first year. And if you do the math, they're open like 363 days of the year, like minus yes. Christmas and one other day. I think that comes out to like 5,500 people are supposed to walk through the doors, paying customers every day. And they, 
I correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think they had 5,500 on opening day. And if you're not getting that many people on the biggest publicized day of this arc, and I know it's, it's on a weekday and I know it's like, uh, you know, maybe not the biggest travel day of the year, but if you're not getting that many people on opening day, how are you going to get more on a random Tuesday, you know, later on in the year because you have to sustain that 5,500 to, to hit that 2 million mark. And so when you, you mentioned this earlier, when Kentucky's own third party, you know, independent people said, well, what do we expect Ark Encounter to bring in? They didn't say 2 million. They, they said like a couple hundred to 400,000 uh, mm-hmm. for the year, which, you know, significantly lowers how many people are walking through the door every day. Um, but, like you said, Ken Ham is really trying to build up like, look, everyone's coming to this place. It's amazing. And so let's let's go to another point, which is that you wrote an article for the site uh, about a week or two after it opened, which basically said, look, we see the we see the pictures. We know what the how many people are visiting the Ark. It's completely uh, underestimated from what you thought it was going to be. And you said you actually kind of felt bad for Ken Ham. Oh, believe it or not, I do. <laughs> so there were actually these videos that he took where he was just out in the parking lot live with the drone. And he was saying cars are just pouring in one after another. He's saying this while he's watching the same footage that we're watching. And we see one car <laughs> creeping through the parking lot. It's just very strange to me that. You know, especially since he's always using this excuse for why when we talk about science and, you know, the history of the earth, he's like, were you there? So for this particular <laughs> circumstance. He's right there. We, we are yes, there. we were there. We were there. I was there on opening day where we're watching this video with you. And he's not accepting the fact that it's just not happening. Now, so I just want him to be like, oh, yeah, I guess attendance isn't as we expected in the beginning. Maybe it'll pick up. You know, be yeah, optimistic. Be honest That's about it. But it, but I but I imagine what he feels is just that there's just so much hoping and people wanting this thing to fail, and he's feeling embarrassed and ashamed or something, and he's just kind of repressing it and being in, in denial. Yeah, so I, I feel bad about that part of it because he's just a human who's just horribly mistaken. You know, I, I don't take anything he says personally. Yeah, I, I mean, he's a, he's a Christian. He wants people to accept what he believes, just like all of us want people to accept what we believe. And it doesn't look like all of this money and all of this time that he poured into it uh, is going to pay off. At least that's what it looks like right now. It's not yes. going to happen. I think it would be incredibly responsible for him to admit that right now because he's still going down his, you know, his denial path and he's got everybody he's, uh, who's on his side thinking the same thing for some reason. But I think right now he needs to step up and say that so we can scale back on some projects because he's still planning on building another nine phases to this thing. Is that really a good idea? Is that really a good way to spend all this money? And then the town of Williamstown, you know, it doesn't really have anything. There's like a gas station and maybe a couple restaurants down the street. But there, as of now, there are no hotels and there, as far as I, I've seen, no hotels, no major restaurants, but he wants to bring all of that in. So it would be irresponsible to keep, for him to keep like, you know, cheerleading for this to Because grow. all the townspeople would spend money on building up the city, the restaurants, the uh, hotels, whatever, but no one's visiting. Yes, it'd be incredibly irresponsible. So I'm just thinking like, maybe it's time to own up to this a bit. Yeah. And I just feel like if we stop taunting him and being mean to him and saying, ha ha, I told you so, I want you to feel stupid. You know, that's not a nice thing to do to anybody, even if you don't like them or don't agree with them. I just want, you know, maybe some humility in the situation. Yeah. And it doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime. I think Creation Museum also has had a drop in attendance. But again, I mean, you can see where he's coming from. I'll go back to Donald Trump. It's it's like, yeah, no one really watched you compared to the Democratic convention, but you're still hyping it up like it was the best thing ever. And <laughs> you even though the evidence is right there and we all see it. Um yeah. that's yeah. He did he did he ever respond to what you said? Well, he did go on this Twitter rant a few days ago <laughs> about because I was I was He's talking Donald about Trump. in my article I was talking about um you know, like feeling bad for people and how he tried to debate me on when I was, when I was there with him, he was trying to debate me on morality, where atheists get morality from. This is when I met him back in November. And I mentioned this in my article when I was talking about meeting him and feeling bad for him. I wasn't saying I was feeling bad for him because I met him and he was nice, by the way. Um, that's completely a separate thing. I'm just, so my encounter with him was when he tried to debate me and talk about morality. 
Well, he went on this Twitter rant a few days ago where he was saying like atheists can't be moral because they have nothing to base, you know, like no whatever. Yeah, if you don't so believe I feel, in God, I feel you can't like have he's speak, I, I feel like he's been speaking to me through his Twitter feed, but he won't directly acknowledge me, <laughs> <laughs> which I think he doesn't want to. Which is sad. I wish he would just... Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting. There are those people like Ken Ham. It is very easy to caricature them because they just strike you as this, yeah, he's the evil creationist and... We don't know him. I mean, I promise you, no one knows anything about his family. You know, you don't know about his family life. You don't know about anything else he does except promoting the Creation Museum, Ark Encounter, things like that. Um, And it's like there's a human inside, but we never get to see that side of him. And I wish it would be interesting to just hear him be honest about some of this stuff. And, you know, what I really wonder what they discuss at like Ark Encounter board meetings do they talk about the attendance figures? Do they talk about, you know, maybe this isn't working out as we had, as we had planned? I don't know. I imagine. Someone's, someone's got to like, be. I feel someone, like everything that's presented outside is just a tactic. They have the numbers. They know the attendance figures. Mm-hmm. They know how much money they're taking in. And they also have to know this is what we budgeted for. This is what we expected. And if it's not matching if it's not even coming close someone there has to know that and they have to be saying it so surely ken ham knows this stuff and and i understand he's not going to talk publicly about it but yeah it's there i wish we could kind of figure learn what's going on there because um it's kind of sad like you said that hopefully we're privy to their tax forms yeah they do file that stuff. Um, I Let me address one thing really quick, because I heard a lot of people saying this on Facebook and, and online, which is that, okay, this ARC costs $100 million. And the common response is, oh, that is so much money. Think of how much good you could have done had you spent that money doing X, Y, or Z. And I want to just take down that argument really quick. Look, yes. all of us uh, have our pet projects. We could all use money in better ways. But this is the thing that they dedicated themselves to. This is the project they wanted to build. I don't think it makes much sense to to be upset with them for using money as they saw fit to do something different, to do something big. Because, hey, look, atheists spent a lot of money doing the Reason Rally, and that didn't really work out this year. Uh, they, I mean, every nonprofit group you know uh, will commit to some large projects because this is the best way they feel they can, you know, uh, promote their message and I, I just don't like that argument that, well, you shouldn't have done the thing that you were designed to do, that your your whole ministry or nonprofit is there to promote because you should have just given it to the homeless. Yeah, that's not their mission. They're not a homeless mission. They're right. an evangelical mission. And their their mission is to save souls. And that's how they that's how they buy their own way into heaven. It has nothing to do with feeding people or right. necessarily like feeling bad for people. Yeah. There are a lot of good reasons you can criticize creationists and Ark Encounter. That one just never fits well, sits well with me. You know, I would like to say a lot of the criticism I got about my article where I was saying, hey, maybe we should be a little bit nicer to Ken Ham is that people were saying that I was, I was overlooking things that Ken Ham was doing. I was dismissing the fact that he was getting tax dollars and he was brainwashing children. And all I'd like to say to that is, no, I'm not. Have you ever seen anywhere where Friendly Atheist was easy on any of this stuff? <laughs> you know, we've been fighting it all along and we're going to continue to fight it. Nobody's saying that we should let him off the hook for brainwashing children or taking tax dollars just because there's a human inside that really complicated, weird yeah, ministry saying, of his. Saying you should treat someone with respect and kindness doesn't mean don't criticize the, the things they deserve yeah. criticism for. It is in no way to say that I am gullible and that he's <laughs> winning me over. I could say there's, you know, I'm... I'm not definite on anything, but I can almost guarantee there's no way that he's ever going to win me over with his worldview. It's funny. I've, it's, believe it or not, I've had many email conversations, especially over the past two weeks with uh, Ray Comfort, who's another Christian evangelist. Like, mm-hmm. I swear, we've emailed each other like once a day or something for the past couple of weeks because his new movie just came out. Um, and he knows very well that I am not going to like this movie. Um, but he was nice enough to say, hey, uh, if you want to do an interview, I'm available. And I was. And he answered all of my questions. And I sent him like two emails full of questions, answered all of them. Uh, he said, you know, I really want to read your review of the movie. And I'm like, it's coming out like uh, there is a human there 
who's <laughs> really interested in this stuff, even though he knows he's going to get slammed by atheists. Yeah. Um, the difference, I think, for me between someone like Ray Comfort and Ken Ham is uh, Ray Comfort fully acknowledges where he sits, you know, in this conversation. He's well aware that a lot of atheists love to pick on him. He knows that they're going to fight back against his arguments. Uh, Ken Ham seems very much like if you criticize me, uh, it's because you're in denial or something. It's because there's something wrong with you. I don't know. He, he just now, doesn't honestly, strike me as having I believe that conversation. what Ken Ham is doing is he has found a way to make the atheist publicity work for him. I mean, no doubt the whole, de- you know, the debate with Bill Nye, all of that. It's, it's done very well for him. So he's baiting us. If you look at his Twitter, yeah. he uses language like the atheist religion. Uh-huh. Naturalism is a religion. He's doing this because he knows that we consider religion to be a bad thing. And it's insulting to us to hear things like that. He wants to he wants to bait us into fighting him because it's it's just that's how he gets the majority of his Twitter shares is that <laughs> atheists retweet him with a quote to yeah. say this is not true. This is how it's working for him. This is how it's spreading his word. Yeah, he would not have the publicity that he has gotten for the Creation Museum and Ark Encounter if it weren't for atheists, scientists, and the media yes. basically saying there is a battle going on here. <laughs> I mean, it's not a scientific battle. It's like a publicity battle, but... Uh, it's yeah. a relationship that works for him really well. So consider that. And that's another yeah. part of what kind of what I was saying in my post is that a lot of atheists, most of the ones who are retweeting him and yelling at him on, in various medias, they are the people who are using really mean language and stuff and just kind of fueling the fire. And I think we should just drop all the little shit. Just stop fighting him on things like atheists have no morals. We know we do. Let's just move on to the big things. Like, what can we do to actually stop this from happening? Right now, we've got the attention of the national news. That was not happening until recently. I don't know if I would agree entirely with that. Like, if he says atheist religion, I think we should push back. But I would would agree where we say, go ahead and criticize his bad ideas. But don't say, like, Ken Ham's a dick. Or, you know, anything. (laughs) Don't go after the personal attacks. He's, I'm sure he's a really nice guy. And you said this, too. Like, there is a human somewhere in there (laughs) and like he has feelings you don't have to criticize him he's doing what he thinks is best for the world like saving these souls but he's wrong and he's wrong about a lot of things and he's wrong about science and stuff criticize that and if he says atheist religion fine let's talk about why he's wrong when he says that um, but I mean, this is a. Twitter but I think we should criticize these things in moderation because he's sure. using them as his platform. That's sure. what I'm saying. And and when you do criticize him, don't like, don't go after him as if he's <laughs> an evil dude. Just explain why he's wrong. I mean, the the personal attacks. As I mean, this is not. I'm not saying anything you haven't heard before. Yeah, the personal attacks are just cruel. You don't have to resort to that. Stick to the arguments. Go after those. Do it in a clever way if you want. But How about when you say things, consider that somebody who is coming from neutral ground will be reading them. And what, yeah. whose side would they take if they were to read this? Right. And, and so if you're being rude, you're going to shut yourself down. This happens on like YouTube, as I've seen many conversations about this lately, especially. There are some people who are really mean uh, that actually make the videos on YouTube in like the atheist world. It's like you're not going after like the ideas. You're not criticizing you know, this is why this idea doesn't make sense. Here's why you should think about it a different way. No, they go right after the people. They create these caricatures, the demonized versions of people, so that when you hear their names or you hear, like, certain buzzwords, you just have this visceral bad reaction to it. It's like, that's not how you win this argument. You're distracting from the actual purpose. That view is very counterintuitive to atheists, I thought, because we don't believe in evil. (laughs) Isn't that a supernatural belief? Obviously, yes. So nobody's going to be motivated purely by evil. Nobody just, I mean, for the most part, they might, well, no. Who wakes up and goes, I'm going to do bad because it feels good to do bad today. Everybody's (laughs) waking up, they're doing things that they think, you know, with, for the most part, with, with good intentions. Right. That's exactly what Ken Ham's doing. He really believes what he's doing. He's not motivated by evil because it's not something that exists. So consider that. Just consider he's doing the right thing as far as he's concerned. Right. He's wrong. So trample his ideas. Right. Go after his ideas all you want. Um, I think that runs through all of the questions I had. Were there any final thoughts you had? I am ready to put Ken Ham behind me, but I don't think he's given up anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's going to go away. And if he keeps going through with the expansion of Ark Encounter, 
then this is going to come up again for a long time. I mean, we're still kind of talking about the Creation Museum today, even though we've all seen it. We know what's inside. The content hasn't changed because it's a Creation Museum. Nothing changes in there. Mm, they're not new <laughs> discoveries. Yeah, there are no new discoveries. So uh, I, say, I always use air quotes when I say museum. Right. <laughs> As you should. Thank you so much for going there on our behalf so we could all get a glimpse of what was going on inside of this place. Oh, it was my pleasure. I had so much fun regardless of how miserable I looked. <laughs> and we will have links in the show notes to many of the articles Tracy wrote and the videos that she took when she was there. We'll also have the photo of me with the security guard's dog. Excellent. <laughs> Actually, here's one last question for you. If someone is listening to this show and they have the opportunity to go to Ark Encounter, is, should they spend the 40 bucks and actually go there? Is it, I mean, even as an atheist, is it a learning experience to go there? Because if you asked me that about the Creation Museum, I would say, yes, you should go in there because you should see what, you know, the opposition, the creationists, are saying you should get a firsthand look at that because that will make it better for you to argue against it. That is bittersweet. I do think that people should go because it's interesting, but hopefully you are well documenting it and putting it online. That way you can satisfy other people's need to know. So let's try to get everything that's in there onto the internet so we can stop giving them money. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me. And Thanks, Hammett. 